drinking the caffeine felt great for the first couple of hours and I was feeling amazing. I felt like I was moving in a million directions at hyperspeed. Then the brain fog kicked in. And at that point, I was feeling the overwhelm. Just because you move fast doesn't mean you're being efficient, doesn't mean you're getting stuff done. And when my brain becomes tired, it is not able to focus. You're thinking it's helping, but really it's just bringing you up out of the state of depletion that you're already in. And it's giving you just a little nugget of something before it then takes it all away. Welcome to the Madeline Show. Hi, everyone. Ooh, coming at you from Ice Storm, Michigan. It is, we're about to get half an inch of ice here. I'm looking out the window right now and it's starting to come down and everyone's totally freaking out. <laughs> I just went to the farmer's market to pick up some potatoes and carrots and onion and eggs. And everyone was talking about filling your bathtub with water so you can flush the toilet. It's um, it's so interesting how people really uh, relate with each other over disaster and fear. It almost feels like this this camaraderie. Not exactly related to today's episode. And today's episode is a little bit different than other things that I have given you guys. We're going to talk today about what happened for three weeks while I was drinking caffeine. You see all of these videos out there about people quitting caffeine for three months and here's what happened. I have a unique perspective on this because I added caffeine to a very minimalist diet. Very seldom eating carbs. The carbs that I eat are like what I just shared with you, onion, potato, carrot, and I only eat those things two to three times per week. My diet mainly consists of beef and pork, eggs, butter, cream, like what else do I eat? Squash on occasion, twice a month I'll have, I'll, I'll cook a pumpkin or a butternut squash. I'll do sprouted lentils a couple days a week as well, but sometimes I go like a month without those. So basically what I'm telling you is that I added caffeine onto a diet that had no sugar, no other drugs, no alcohol, no marijuana, no, no nothing. So it's a trip and it's going to blow your mind because if you're currently drinking caffeine you and you're doing any of these other things like eating apples or actually eating real sugar, <laughs> eating grains, eating bread, drinking alcohol, especially drinking alcohol, you're not going to notice the negative effects that the caffeine are having on you, which means you could be living in a world that has way more capacity where you are able to do way more things and you don't even realize it because you think you're getting more done by drinking caffeine, but you have no idea what's possible. So this is what happened when I drank caffeine for three weeks. Okay. Today is my first day off because of these different things that happened. And I, it was just not worth it to me. It was, it was not a good experience. And so these six things may be happening to you and you're completely unaware of it because you have this caffeine habit and you're thinking it's helping, but really it's just bringing you up out of the state of depletion that you're already in. And it's giving you like just a little nugget of something before it then takes it all away. And this will make more sense if you keep listening. And I think you're going to be really surprised by the very last thing that I know 
notice that caffeine affected in me, which is likely affecting you as well because we're all humans. We all have these bodies and supposedly caffeine works the same on almost everyone. So I started drinking it three weeks ago to fill a void. It was like a little friend. And I had been so good and so consistent with my minimalist diet and I was feeling amazing. Like I haven't had this sort of capacity in my life ever. So I've been feeling kind of on top of the world. Like I said, I'm already sugar free, hardly eat any fruit other than like pumpkin and squash a couple times a month. And I do blueberries every day, like probably quarter cup, not every day but most days, a quarter cup of wild blueberries. No grains, right? Like no apples, no high sugar fruits. And so if you want to know more on that note about breaking the carbon sugar addiction and what it's like to go from like a paleo or keto or standard American diet to a carnivore diet, which I was pure carnivore for months. I only recently started adding carbs back in. You're going to want to listen to episode number 29, and that's on breaking the carbon sugar addiction with Emily Penton. And it's titled feeling joyful after decades of suicidal thoughts, because that is what the carnivore diet did to her and both me. I'm telling you guys, like the capacity we feel is ridiculous. When I say capacity, I mean like your ability to do things, your ability to add more things onto your plate without feeling overwhelmed or stressed. So I started drinking caffeine because I wanted to play. I told Emily, I was like, she's my my health coach. It's like, I just want to play. I want to feel like a human. I want to play with the human experience. I want to do things that other people do. Because <laughs> a lot of my life is unrelatable. Professional skier, carnivore diet. A lot of things I do are really extreme. And I was like, you know what? I want to play around with caffeine. That looks really fun. Everyone's drinking coffee at church. So I started with a little green tea cup of green tea on the weekend because I didn't know what it was going to do to my work ethic. I didn't want to have a spike and a crash. So I was like, okay, I'll drink a little bit of tea on the weekend. And then that turned into like a coffee at my mom's house on a Sunday. And then that turned into, oh, I'll just drink some, oh, I was drinking this electrolyte powder that had maca and some green tea extract in it. So I drank that before, while I was working out because my mom would bring it. So I would like sip on hers. And so I was drinking it like right after waking up at seven in the morning while I'm working out in an infrared sauna. And I was like, well, I could just supplement with a little bit of mate then, you know, around noon since I drank caffeine at seven. I'm a little bit tired now and my day's about to start because I really get to work around one. And it, that just turned into drinking caffeine the moment I woke up until 4 p.m. <laughs> I actually, I only, I only really rallied like that one day. Typically, I would start drinking the caffeine like 90 minutes after waking up because that's what Andrew Huberman said to do so that it doesn't totally make you crash because what caffeine does is it blocks your adenosine. So it blo it's an adenosine block and then the adenosine is what builds and makes you tired throughout the day. Like imagine your eyelids are like getting heavy. Okay, that means you're like adenosine cup is full, but caffeine is an adenosine. And caffeine is an adenosine blocker. And so you will not feel tired. You won't feel that adenosine building up, even though it is, you're just not feeling it. And then once the caffeine wears off, that's when you feel that crash because now you're feeling where your actual adenosine level is and you feel really tired because there's supposed to be a gradual buildup that you slowly experience throughout the day until you get to a point where melatonin is then getting released. And adenosine, melatonin, all these things are related. This is not 
my expertise. I've just been learning about this because I'm fascinated with the human body. And I learned most of this from Andrew Huberman, <laughs> who is a professor professor in neurobiology, and he has a podcast. It's amazing. So my little bit of green tea spiraled into like a tumbler of coffee on my way to EMDR, which didn't help me. EMDR is a type of therapy that I'm in that helps connect the deep limbic part of my brain and the prefrontal cortex. It's fascinating. And it's that that th type of therapy where you close your eyes and you move your eyes back and forth to like a certain beat and it triggers your feeling brain and it, you bring up all these different memories. I'll do an entire podcast episode on that actually. That's a great idea. That's going to be the podcast episode I do after this. So basically your eyes are closed and you move them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you do it for about 15 to 20 minutes, 15 to 20 seconds. And within that period of time, you experience all I experience years of trauma. You like relive it in your brain. Just like how a dream when you close your eyes and fall asleep and it's like you can live lifetimes in a dream, depending on how you dream, at least longer periods of time than how long you're actually asleep for. That's what it's like in EMDR, but you're awake. And so if you have, you have full control, it's amazing. Go listen to that episode. It's going to be good. <laughs> So it felt really good to drink the caffeine because I could feel it, right? And I had been feeling just normal, which was new for me and actually a little bit uncomfortable and awkward because I had been supplementing with candy on occasion, mainly like alcohol or marijuana or adrenaline, right? Like all of my professional ski career was fueled by adrenaline and then trauma I've experienced. So being in fight or flight for pff, my entire life since childhood. And I was used to being fueled on these things that actually deplete you. And so coming off of all that and just being on this minimalist diet, minimalist lifestyle, getting deep into my faith and not experiencing so much fight or flight or any adrenaline because I'm not playing in the mountains anymore, no caffeine, no drugs, none of that, put my body into this state of like, okay, now you have to process your feelings. Now you have to just experience what it's like to be human. And it's amazing a little overwhelming, very amazing because you can do anything when you get rid of all of the external and you're just sitting here with you. You can do anything and everything. It feels like your capacity, like I'm moving my hands up and over my head and down either side of my body because I feel like I just have space. I have space to continue to bring things in. Yes, I will start this networking group. Yes, I will join this year-long mastermind. Yes, I will add this new product to my business. It's like I get to become a yes woman without having to say yes to everything because I have strong boundaries and I know what's for me. So I can use an empowered no in my life to say I don't want to do something, but I actually have capacity to do anything I desire. That went away when I started drinking caffeine and the brain fog kicked in pretty quickly. Instead of focus, you'd think caffeine would make you focus. They say caffeine makes you focus. I've experienced true focus, focus that <laughs> that is here all the time because I'm not crashing on carbs. I'm not living in fight or flight mode. And I drank the caffeine. It felt good immediately. I did feel something and I wonder what that is. But drinking the caffeine felt great for the first couple of hours, but then the brain fog kicked in and I felt like I was moving in a million directions at hyperspeed 
but like nothing was getting done. It was like ADHD brain was getting triggered. I, I felt some of the like bipolar symptoms, the like manic scatter brain, not being able to focus on one thing. And ADHD is like a symptom of people who experience bipolar like you'll you'll feel ADHD as well you might even be diagnosed with ADHD depending on your situation everyone's different I definitely experienced a lot of ADHD symptoms that was like some of the most crippling parts of it when I experienced bipolar which I do not anymore which is pretty fantastic <laughs> and some doctors will say impossible but there's just not enough research out there on the carnivore diet so we just have people here talking about their experiences on YouTube and that's how I found out about it and I was desperate and it worked so again go back to that episode number 29 if you want to learn more about the carbon sugar addiction and how to break that Emily Penton uh, was my coach that helped me help me become free from I didn't even know I had a carbon sugar diet I mean I was like paleo and keto so I thought actually I was like eating pretty well and I was vegetarian for 10 years before that you have to do your own research make up your own mind highly recommend if any of this is sounding like appealing to you that you go listen to that episode and just have an open mind open heart so at First, the caffeine felt good, right, for like a couple of hours, and then it was scatterbrain, Madeline, a million miles a minute in all the directions for the next couple of hours, and at that point, I was feeling the overwhelm. I was feeling my brain start to become tired. And when my brain becomes tired, it is not able to focus. And so that's why I say the brain fog kicked in. And the only reason I realized this, like, yeah, I was moving fast. I was like, quote unquote, getting stuff done. Was I really or was I just moving fast? Just because you move fast doesn't mean you're being efficient, doesn't mean you're getting stuff done. And it doesn't mean that you're doing a good job. Like, we don't need to put hustle culture up on a pedestal anymore. So in fact, even though I was moving fast, while drinking caffeine, I had way less energy. I had way less energy. Like I said, my capacity to do things plummeted. I went from being able to get more things done than I can ever rem remember in my three 90-minute focus sessions a day, which is how I run my life. It's super fun to, you know, just have everything scheduled and laid out in terms of time blocking in your calendar and then be able to go in and just feel like a superhero with this direct focus for 90 minutes. You got the timer going. Nothing's bothering you. When you take away the distraction and you give your brain a time span to focus, and it's a time span rooted in brain science, right? So three 90-minute focus sessions a day is ideal for uh, maximum efficiency with focus. You are then able to get more done than you would have ever been able to before because you're utilizing brain science and you're not you're not having that wear and tear on your brain from just sitting in front of the computer for two hours three hours oh my gosh some of you six seven eight hours you wonder why you're just spinning your wheels at the end of the day and you're feeling irritable and you're so tired that you can barely do your laundry and all you want to do then is go veg out in front of the TV. Like you're not taking breaks. The brain is a muscle in a sense. It needs to it needs to be exercised and then it needs to decompress. And then it needs to recompress before it gets exercised again. And the exercise, that is those focus sessions. It was difficult for me to utilize those focus sessions with the same level of efficiency while I was on the caffeine than when I was 
sober from the caffeine. And I do consider caffeine a drug. I consider sugar a drug because they are. And they do similar things to our body that drugs do. But you wouldn't know that unless you got rid of everything and introduced them back in. It's such a fun experiment. If you like getting to know your body, I highly recommend getting rid of the things that you know are not good for you, that you know you're using to fill a void or using to just like catch up from the day before. Get yourself to a space where you don't need anything and then you can do anything. It's so amazing. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm getting back off the caffeine. I really didn't like the ADHD type symptoms that were being brought on, the less energy. And like, honestly, that coffee, once I did tea for the longest time, I only introduced coffee really as like a consistent thing this pa- this last week. I think I had coffee three or four times and my, my chest hurt. My chest hurt from two cups, two cups of coffee, but it wasn't just two cups of coffee. It was, I had a cup of coffee on Monday and then I had a cup of decaf Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I had two cups of coffee and my chest hurt. I felt it. I knew that's what it was from because I don't do all this other stuff. Okay. And so I really, if I'm going to like pick one or the other, I preferred the feeling of yerba mate over caffeine, over the coffee caffeine. I liked the type of feeling that I got from the yerba mate. And I have heard that it, if you drink yerba mate over and over again, it does something to your dopamine levels. It did feel different. The caffeine high on coffee was, it did not help me focus at all. It was like an immediate up and an immediate down. And I'm, I mean, half my cup is cream, like, or butter. And I'm drinking this on a ketogenic diet, like a high, high fat diet fat and protein diet. And so it wasn't that the coffee was just floating around in my system with like no fat to bind to. It was like, this is what happened. Okay. So I know you guys are all aware of caffeine not allowing you to sleep very well. Well, I definitely experienced that. My sleep had gotten better. I actually was in sleep therapy for insomnia. I had taken a sleep test like at the hospital and got diagnosed with PLMD, periodic limb movement disorder, and the carnivore diet really helped with that. Then I introduced caffeine and all of a sudden I'm waking up. I'm feeling like I'm awake while I'm dreaming and it starts at like three in the morning and then I continue to just feel awake day after day in the early, early mornings like it's basically still nighttime day after day after day. What did I change? I started drinking coffee. I started drinking tea. The caffeine has to be what was ruining my sleep. So that's another reason why I wanted to get rid of the caffeine because I noticed that I wasn't sleeping as well and I don't need to take stuff to sleep. You want to know what I take to sleep? I eat some carbs at night. I eat like some lentils or a little bit of potato, like half a potato. That helps me sleep, okay? I don't even do like lavender tea or any of that. It's just a little bit of carbs. I use my diet as my medicine. And so I noticed a insanely disruptive sleep pattern start coming through when I started drinking caffeine. It probably took two weeks of consistent caffeine drinking for me to really notice that sleep was being disrupted. I was also irritable really irritable. That was the one of the first things I noticed other than the brain fog, other than the fact that it wasn't helping me focus. I noticed that I was really irritable and like heightened nervous system at the end of the at the end of the day. I'd get to the point where it was like 3 4 p.m. and I was finishing up work, but something wouldn't go 
the way I wanted it to. Like I remember I was recording a podcast episode and then my Wi-Fi went down. And I just started swearing. I was so pissed. And I noticed, I was like, wow, Madeline, you haven't been like that in months. And that's when I noticed like, oh my gosh, this is not worth it. This is not worth it. I do not want to be irritable again. The fact that I hadn't been irritable for so long and I had just been feeling good on this diet in this new lifestyle I'd created for myself. I knew that it was the caffeine that was making my mood start to kind of go whack. And my mood determines colors I see, literally. My mood determines how I act to other people and how I receive love, compliments, or negativity from others. And so my mood is the most important thing. And that's it's why I changed my diet in the first place. So once I noticed the irritability, I knew that I needed to stop drinking caffeine. However, at this point, even though I knew all of these things, right? We talked about the brain fog. We talked about the ADHD symptoms coming on, having less energy, it hurting my chest. The irritability made me really realize I needed to stop. And yet I didn't want to. There was part of me that wanted to keep drinking, drinking the caffeine in the morning. I would drink it and then I would want more. Even though I knew I was caffeinated enough, part of my brain knew it was going to go away. And so I wanted to just keep drinking more and more and more. It was total like addiction vibes. And it only a couple weeks of drinking this. And I just think about everyone else and the culture that we have around coffee and caffeine and it might not actually be good for you. Definitely is not good for me. So the last thing that I think could be happening to you that you're unaware of with your caffeine habit, that is a reason not to drink it, is that it produced cravings for other drugs in my body. And so not only does the caffeine have negative side effects and addictive side effects, just you wanting more of it, of the caffeine, it also creates craving for other drugs. And for me, that was sugar. I started wanting to smoke weed again. I started craving love in places that I should just be giving the love to myself. When we're looking for external things that we need to fill a void inside of us, it's not going to end well. We can get what we need from here, from inside of our heart. It's when we start looking for things to fill the void that your life can start taking a downward spiral and it happens really, really quickly. And so you might not realize this, or maybe you do. And I'm just, you know, watering the seed that someone else planted, so to speak, that the caffeine is actually connected to so many other things in your life. I know a lot of people drink caffeine to offset the effects of the alcohol from the night before. Well, drinking the caffeine might be what also makes you want to smoke the weed later on. And there's a positive to everything. But there's sometimes more negatives and you get into this habit, this cycle of needing things, needing things that you can actually give yourself that it's hard to get out of it. And so if you want to learn more about breaking a cycle and creating new habits, you can go and listen to episode number 26 on how to make and keep a New Year's resolution that actually sticks. It's fantastic and it allows you to 
you know, make a New Year's resolution if you haven't already. Uh, but the process that I walk you through are called my commitment keys. And I realized I was using these as I was, you know, making and keeping promises to myself and making huge habit changes in my life, like giving up alcohol without needing AA, all sorts of all sorts of crazy things that I have done that have stuck. And I had to think back and see, you know, how was I able to do that? And there's actually a process I would take myself through. And I am giving that to you. So go check out that episode. Let me know what you think about this and let me know how it's going on your journey. Whether you are giving up caffeine for the first time, whether you've brought it into your life for the first time, or if you feel like you don't have a problem, you have all the capacity in the world, you're never irritable, you don't have any road rage, your focus is impeccable, you can get more done than the average person and still feel great at the end of the day. If that's you, I want to hear from you too. Thank you so much for being here and I wish you the best, the absolute best on your food and beverage journey because we all have these beautiful bodies, these vessels, and it is our choice what we fill them with every single day. All right. Bye guys. Has your brain ever gotten in the way of you bringing those wild dreams of yours to life? I have something for you. All you gotta do is leave a review and send a screenshot to hello at themadelineshow.com just like you see it here below and turn worry into motivation with this exclusive visualization that I created for you. This is my secret weapon that leaves lasting mindset shifts in your brain in 10 minutes or less. Say goodbye to impossible syndrome as you continue to move forward on those big scary goals all you have to do is leave that review on apple comment below here on youtube or give us five stars on spotify to qualify i am so excited to deliver this straight to your inbox it's one year from today and you're looking back on this moment right here thinking wow i cannot believe i did all of that you spoke on 20 Align podcasts and you have 10 more booked for next year already. There's five big time magazines that featured you and your business sharing your message with the world. You put yourself out there and spoke in person to an audience so excited to support your brand. Your products are selling without having to post about them and your email list, that thing tripled. You had the time of your life doing what you do best, speaking from the soul with no pressure and a whole lot of fun. You even got your feet wet pitching your first TED talk and you can't wait to hear back. This is just a taste of what's possible when you join Speak Up, a movement of entrepreneurs we meet every single month to master the art of public speaking and the strategy behind getting the gig so you can take your brand to that next level. Get visible, speak powerfully, and get that gig, my friend. Sign up at themadelineshow.com slash speak up to leverage new speaking opportunities today so you can get off the content creation hamster wheel and start showing up for your brand like the brilliant CEO I know you already are.